When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Back here on the overnight crowd, it is time to look at the Super Netball action. Now, there's been two rounds since we last spoke with Sarah Wildey from edge of the crowd and Sarah joins us again here to sort of chat through not only those two rounds but we're going to cover off of course the fact that the Commonwealth Games selection for that squad is coming up this week as well so plenty of netty news to catch up on Sarah thanks for joining us again thanks for having me Jen yeah there's absolutely so much uh Yes, can't quite believe how much netball has happened since the last spoke. I know, so many games. It's been a full-on week for the players and, well, the journalists alike, trying <laughs> to stay on top of it. Um, instead of going through every single result, probably let's start on the two biggest stories, is that the last time we spoke, we had a couple of teams that were undefeated. That's all changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has all changed because they played each other uh, on Tuesday night just after we spoke and the Vixens came out on top there over the fever. A nine-goal win, which was a bit of a reality check, really, for the Fever, who travelled to Melbourne, but strong performance by the Vixens. But then on the weekend, the Vixens went and lost to the Lightning, who are considered at the moment to be one of the lower competition uh, sides in the competition. Um, but they really showed the Vixens up. Yeah, so Lightning currently sitting in seventh on the table, taking off one of the, the, the top two sides. That is a massive upset. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was by 13 goals, too, which is not a small margin. Um It was really impressive from the Lightning. They really pulled the Vixens apart in the third quarter and they dominated the second half for a good win. Um, And I think it just proves, though, that any team can beat any team on any day at this year. It's just such a close competition. And if you show up, you can take out that ladder-leading team. So if we we drift back to the start of the week, the... The closest game probably was, well, the Thunderbirds and the Swifts, just the the one goal in it, 44 to 45, the Thunderbirds went down to the Swifts. It was a low scorer, but it was tight. Was it just two big defensive efforts? What kept that game so so low scoring? Oh, yeah, the defensive end for both teams are incredible combinations and they were on absolute fire on Wednesday night. And I think it just caused so much pressure on the two attacking ends um, coming up against those defensive combinations that they just struggled to enter the goal circle and then putting up their shots. They were a little bit off um, because the defence was just so strong and it just meant there was so much turnover ball um, and neither team was very good at converting it. So it just (laughs) meant it was a, a messy, scrappy one to watch. And I think we saw on Wednesday night, the effects of playing two games in such short succession, um, obviously having already played at the weekend. But, uh, yeah, Swift came out on top, and I think it was a really good gritty win for them. Like, they really needed to just find a way to win. It was only by one goal, and, you know, it could have been a draw at the same time. The Thunderbirds lost the ball in the dying seconds in their forward half. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one for the Thunderbirds to digest, but the Swifts, yeah, they, they got one there. And the Firebirds, they were the only 
side to go across round four and round five and go back-to-back wins. Yeah, that was super impressive by the Firebirds. And they uh, responded really well because in round three, they lost to uh, the Fever. So coming into then the next game and the next game being with only a couple days in between each game, they really responded really quickly and found, found their groove again. And yes, two good wins, solid wins against a Giants team that are still, were still recovering from COVID at that point. And then the Thunderbirds, they really showed them up in this final quarter um, after the Thunderbirds had made a bit of a comeback in the third. Uh, they really showed up in the, in the moments that mattered. So looking ahead to round six now, uh, we're back to sort of normal, I suppose, duties in that yeah. it's back to a Saturday-Sunday round again, uh, starting off with the Swiss versus the Lightning. Yeah, this will be an interesting one because if the Lightning players they did against the Vixens, they should really dominate against the Swiss. But equally, the Swiss had a really good start against the Fever on uh, Saturday, Sunday it was. Um, and I thought that if they continue to play like that, they're a team that will beat many other teams throughout this season. But, yeah, it really depends on which version of each team shows up. Speaking of, you've got Vixens taking on the Thunderbirds. So that's a 2v4 clash on the Saturday afternoon. Yeah. The Thunderbirds really need to get back on the winner's list. They've had three losses in, the, in a row. But coming up against the Vixens at home, who are also coming off that massive loss to the Lightning, surprise loss to the Lightning, really. That's going to be really hard for the Thunderbirds to find a way to respond. I think if they put up a good showing, that'll be a good start. And if they can never win, well, that'll just be amazing. But the Vixens at home, they're a pretty strong team at home. And speaking of teams that probably need another win, uh, Firebirds, Mm. well, they want to continue on their winning ways, but Collingwood, geez, they need a win on Sunday. Yeah, you have to wonder. I think they'll have their full squad to choose from. They've been really COVID-affected the past week. Um, But I think they'll be back to having those players available, pending, obviously, how many whatever symptoms they've had over the past week. Um, But the Firebirds at home really need to, if they want to stay up in that top four, really need to cement that spot with another win over the Magpies. And then the Fever, who are currently sitting uh, number one, they travel across to play the Giants to round out this round six action. It should go the way of the Fever. Is that how you're seeing it? Yeah, it should. Um, the Giants, though, they've, they've had a had a, a bit of a resurgence after their COVID affected uh, a couple of weeks uh, a little while ago to start the season. And they've sort of found their groove again, sort of had a good win against the Magpies. Um, and a win against the Fever at home would really put them back on track. But the Fever, the last time they travelled to Interstate, which was against the Vixens um, earlier this week, they had a loss. So they really need to travel travel well, get a win, and just go home and continue on their way. Um, but these two teams have had some great matchups in the past year or so, so I'm really excited for that one. Uh, so there's been five rounds of action, obviously. Uh, ch- time for all mm-hmm. the players to put their name up in front of the selectors for selection in this Commonwealth Games squad. Been plenty of sort of chatter around Twitter and social media and, of course, throughout the, the journalistic side of the world. Uh, what do you think is going to occur when it comes time to selection? I think it's on Thursday, am I right, that the, t- the squad will get announced? Yes, they're announcing a, a squad of up to 22 players. Not sure exactly how many, but up to 22 are allowed to be selected in the 2022-2023 squad. Um, and obviously they'll then pick a group to travel to um, the Com Games. So this is not 
necessarily selection in the Com Game squad. There's still a whole season to play out, but it's gotcha. certainly a good start um, if you're on the list. Uh, but I think there'll be a couple of surprises, but I think there'll be some disappointed fans as well because I'm not sure that five rounds of really good SN- SSN netball is going to get you necessarily a spot in the squad. It, and it might get you a spot in the squad at the moment, but it's not going to be what gives you a spot in the Com Games. You're going to have to continue this for the rest of the season. But some names that I'm sure fans and I think the players themselves definitely deserve the opportunity. Kim Revalian, uh, yes. um, definitely one that I think uh, should be up. Um, Maddie Proud as well in the midcourt. I think the defensive end is pretty well set with the selections that they've made in the uh, most recent quad series. And then shooters-wise, this is where it gets really interesting because I think fans would love to see Danelle Wallen in the squad. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they'll take a stab and do it after just five rounds of seeing her in the national competition. Okay. Not quite enough game time to, to um, solidify yeah. that spot. Yeah, and I think on the weekend we saw her come up against Jamira Sterling, who is a, a different sort of defender to someone she's come up against in the first four rounds. And I think that at first, Shamira kind of um, it made the uh, feeders second guess how to feed it into Wallum. Yep. Um, and I think it also just threw her game just a little bit. I mean, she, she gathered herself beautifully and it was a, a strong performance by her. But um, maybe a selection in the squad is where she's at. But, um, yeah, I'd really need to see a few more rounds put together before I would personally be selecting her in the Com Games squad. It's going to be a hard one. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's us as people that get to watch and sit there as as armchair critics. We always question when it comes to selection. But it's a a rough time as well for players to know that the selection period is is coming up. Is there anyone who, you know, is really potentially going to miss out and be a shock that you're hearing? Or, I know, question without notice, but, you know, sometimes (laughs) we see these shocks come in. Is there anyone in an older age bracket or something like that that they go, oh, this is the time we're going to start to rebuild as as you hear them go? Or being a a Com Games year, is it going to stick a bit more to tried and true? I think we saw the Diamonds won the quad series at the start of the year, and I think that we we all as fans and journalists and even the Diamonds themselves really enjoyed watching that team play. Um, I don't think there'll be massive changes from the squad that went over or at least the playing 12 that we saw regularly. Um, there might be a couple of changes to like the alternates that go yeah. um, just because they were based off SSN form last year. And if you're going to base it off SSN form this year, they don't necessarily fit the bill. Um, they're not quite performing at the level that you'd want from them. Um I don't think there's necessarily any shockers. I think it'd be more shock if we don't see the likes of Revalian and Proud and um, even someone like M Mannix. We'd really love to see her back in the defensive squad at least. Um, but breaking into that defensive unit of uh, Bruce, Clow, Weston and Aryang is going to be very hard. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's going to be too many shocks in terms of uh, removals from the team, but there might be some shocks in terms of if those players don't actually get a spot in the squad. I think we might be more talking about, well, they've shown up in the first five rounds of <laughs> SSN. Why why aren't you basing it off that? But uh, again, the selectors will um, be able to explain their decisions a little bit. Um, and it's being announced on a live Fox show. So they'll be able to dissect it for us and see where 
where the selectors have gone because, hey, maybe they're looking at something that we aren't. Exactly right. Well, that's something we can talk about a bit next week as well. Before we let yep. you go, Sarah, the midweek games, pass, fail, should we do them again? What did you think of them? Well, we have them again in one month's time. Oh, there we but go. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough, like that is in rounds 9, 10 and 11. And I, and I think that is going to be an even harder stint for those teams because that's three games in a week in the middle, like closer to the end of the competition when the bodies are already fatiguing. So um, I think in a com games year where you have to compress the season a bit, it's going to have to be okay. But next year is not a com games year and hopefully the uh, world champs are not um, at a time that means we have to compress the season because I just don't think we get the best netball for three, three rounds really. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure it's the answer. There you go. I think it's something that you wonder then, should the season have started a little bit earlier? But I'm sure we'll exactly. talk about that towards the back end. Um, and COVID obviously changes all those sorts of things as well. So hopefully no teams went, um, get really hit hard when they also have that condensed period of, of games throughout a week. Sarah, thanks so much for your company and looking forward to chatting to you next week where we can dissect the squad that gets announced as well as the round six action of Super Netball. Sounds good, Jen. I'll be back next week. <laughs> Sarah Wildy joining us here on the Overnight Crowd. If you've got any questions in regards to Super Netball, hit me up on Twitter at Overnight Crowd or send them through on the text line 0433 98 11 16 and I'll make sure I put them to Sarah next week. More time for your calls and your texts in just a moment. You're on the Overnight Crowd. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.